Shaky, and the feed is brought to you by Nate's uh, Nate's Student Association. Oh, you killed that! I'm Brandon Kush. This week's episode of the feed is all about Canadian pride, and I'm truly proud to be Canadian. I was born in Edmonton, moved to Short Park at the age of three, and I'll always consider Alberta to be my true home. What about you, Brandon? Honestly, I'm kind of the same way. I was born in Calgary. I moved to the Edmonton area at around three as well. And I've kind of just been here my entire life, kind of just grew up here. I like Alberta. It's nice. Oh, yeah, it's quite a beauty. So we have quite a history when living in Canada. And speaking of history, Sarah dug into a little bit of history herself. That's right, guys. And not just history, but pop culture history. We consume a lot of entertainment that's from America, but Canada has its own stars that have put Canada on the pop culture map. In terms of comedy, many of Canada's biggest stars have worked primarily in comedy, and a lot of Canadians take pride in their role, in the role their country has played in defining modern, modern American humor. Everyone from Jim Carrey to Russell Peters have shaped the comedy we know and love today. The so-called golden age of Canadian comedy remains much romanticized to this day and refers to the period during the 1970s and 1980s when Canadian comedians were particularly dominant in leading comedy shows like the 80s and 90s, The Kids in the Hall, and of course the classic Saturday Night Live, which was run by Lauren Michaels in 1975. There's a lot of great Canadian TV shows as well, like Schitt's Creek, which was created by the classic Eugene Levy, who's also known as a great comedian. Other great Canadian shows include Trailer Park Boys, Kim's Convenience, and Letter Kenny. So there you have it. There's a lot of things that we can be uh, thankful for being Canadian, and uh, comedy is one of them. Thank you, Sarah. Always great to learn more about the history, not just of our land, but even the pop culture that goes along with it. If there's anything as important as the history of the land, it's the farmers that have tended the land for many years. To talk more on farming, we have Caitlin. Farming is a huge industry in Canada and is one of the largest agricultural producers in the world that not only provides food for your table, but it also provides thousands of jobs. Farming provides lots of education and training that can help you in different aspects of life. I called my grandparents, Don and Lena, who grew up on two completely different farms and later started a farm of their own. I asked them which skills they learned on the farm that have helped them later on in life. Supporting family and working together as a unit, as family. Team building, the love of work, because farming is really a lot of work that you learn to embrace. In life. Farms in Canada help employ 2.3 million people. Grain alone makes up for 40,000 jobs in Ontario. The Alberta farmers produce a lot of the product that's shipped overseas. Malting barley is, is raised in, in the prairies and, and wheat, Saskatchewan being the major wheat producer, the wheat is shipped all over the world to make flour. Canada is a significant player with agricultural uh, exports farms in the 1900s produced enough food to feed 10 people. With all the changes made in Canada to help farmers today, the average farmer can produce enough to feed 120 plus people. Bigger industrial farms can feed over 30 million people. Some of the many changes over the last couple of years have helped farmers. I've seen a lot of more, a lot more science and a lot more diversification in farming in that they're specializing a lot more and developing 
new breeds and seeds and cross generations. Farm operations have changed drastically from, uh, as I remembered as a young boy, farming uh, with a horse. My dad would use a horse to farm, and then he bought a little 40 horsepower tractor, and we farmed uh, with small equipment, and now it's gone to the, the massive size 600 horsepower tractors, and GPS, you almost don't even need an operator anymore. The operator just basically sits on the seats and types in the computer what he wants done, and it's done. So technology has certainly come over the 60 years that I can recall farming. Not everything from farming goes to our food. The airbag in your car contains cornstarch. Diabetic test strips have enzymes found in horseradish, and many skincare and shampoos contain oats. Uh, we had friends that had PMU barns that raised horses to uh, produce the birth control pills. Sheep were sheared. We didn't have sheep. I think uh, you guys had sheep and they sheared sheep. And you can know there's all kinds of woolen products that, that were made and still are. The farm is a beautiful place to live, to raise a family, to, uh, to bond with neighbors. They are close now that they were bonding, but not interfering. Lots of freedom, lots of outdoor activities and activities for each and different things. Yes, all kinds of all kinds of pluses to the farm. Farming is a huge part of Canada. Thanks to farmers across Canada, we have healthy products to enjoy in our everyday life and traditions that are passed on through many generations. Gotta give props to those farmers that not only provide food, but make our land look so good. And you know, they work so hard that they're gonna be in need of a vacation. So that being said, we have true with tourist spots in Canada. Yeah, so you know, when I officially, uh, when I originally decided to look into traveling in Canada, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't too thrilled. Because in my mind, it seems like people only travel to the same tourist spots. But I was definitely proven wrong. There's more to traveling in Canada than you think. There's other places to visit than Montreal and Toronto. I personally haven't traveled a lot in Canada. However, I was able to go to Sun Peaks, BC. The hotel was amazing. It had an indoor and outdoor hot tub. The village is so cute, it looks like it could be right out of a fairy tale. A local travel agent, Sheree Brace, and I talked about the best places to visit in Canada. Day Long Beach. It's a cute little beach town on Vancouver Island, and it's a really good place if you're a surfer, which I'm not, <laughs> but um, if you like nature, and it's just absolutely got amazing, beautiful views. If you're a fan of Anne of Green Gables, which most little girls in Canada have been at one time, then you need to travel there. And I think the town is called Cavendish, and it um, has a lot of lot to do with the book. Lots of the places are from there. But the absolute place to see is Cavendish Beach because it has those red sand dunes, which are just really something to see. When Shree mentioned Cavendish, I slightly freaked out because it's definitely on my travel list. They have fun day, which is quite interesting. I recently read that it's actually going to be shortlisted to one of the seven wonders of the world, which is quite a, 
an accomplishment. And so that's where the water separates New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. And that's the best place to witness the tide called Hopewell Rock. What about traveling in Alberta? I think that you should visit the little town of Jasper. The beautiful hot springs up in Mayette are just wonderful. There's so much hiking and trails and nature and the little town has great restaurants and in the summer there's just so much to see and do and in the winter you can ski and I highly recommend river rafting on the Athabasca. Traveling can be expensive when you don't know what you're doing. The key is to search everywhere. Don't be afraid to go to a travel agent. Also, Shri said that many people miss out on traveling because they don't want to travel alone. So after talking with Shri, it's really evident that there's a lot more to traveling in Canada, whether it's traveling from coast to coast or even just within the province, there's some truly beautiful places to see. Well, that was very insightful, True, Thank you very much. Oh, definitely. So, Brendan, if you were to go anywhere in Canada, like what is your favorite place to go for vacation in Canada? Ooh, I, I, I like the East Coast. I find the natural smell of the ocean on outside Canada is just most different over in Nova Scotia, you know? How about, how about you, Brendan? A lot more of a West Coaster, per se. Uh, I like going to Vancouver. Uh, oh, I yeah. went there last summer for a concert, and I'm actually going to go back there this summer with my girlfriend. I see, I see. Well, the feed will be right back after this commercial break. When we come back, Shaky will be talking about immigrants' perspective on Canadian pride. And we're returning to the feed. Hey, welcome back to the feed. I'm Brendan. This is the Canadian pride episode. Before the break, we talked about history, farming, and tourist spots in Canada. Now, we're going to pass it down to Shaky, and he's going to be talking about immigrants' perspective on Canadian pride. You bet. You can go up to almost anyone that was born in Canada and ask them if they are proud Canadians, and they'll most likely say yes. As much as Canadian-born people love their home and native land, there are also those that have migrated to Canada that love our country, as well as being classified as a Canadian. Canada is well known for a lot of things. Hockey, Tim Hortons, poutine, you name it. If there's one thing that really makes Canada shine, it's the diversity. Throughout my 22 years of life, I got to meet so many amazing people from different countries like the Philippines, India, Fiji, and even Australia. I sat down with a few of my friends that have migrated here from India to talk about their life here in Canada and why they chose Canada in particular. I'm living in Canada for the last like four years. I spent like three years in Toronto and for the last year, since January 2018, I'm living in Alberta because I like the lifestyle and the generosity of the people. Okay, so I'm in Canada from last seven years. So I spent like two years in Toronto and I'm in Alberta from last four years. The reason was to moving to Canada was to get a better lifestyle, to adopt a better culture and to make my bright future here. The thing is, it's very hard to get a job in my back home because there's lots of competition, lots of population in India. I came here in 2013, so it's almost like uh, five to six years. My in-laws uh, always wanted me to study like uh, more, like uh, in ad- abroad. So they sent me here to get uh, higher education and then um, settle my life and everything. After living in Canada for as long as they did, I'm sure that adjusting to our cold weather wasn't their favorite thing to do. When I asked what their favorite thing about Canada was, I noticed a common trend in all three answers. A favorite thing, as I mentioned before is culture in Canada 
people are too much generous they are like they always keep on saying thank you sorry for like even if there is like is it's not their fault even then so i like that thing very much their culture the thing is they accepting multiculture they have the all immigrants from all other countries from syria from india from philippines and they accept the all cultures they celebrating our our festival like diwali in canada as well that make me proud and that's why i choose canada my favorite thing about canada is uh, i like uh, the culture here it's a freedom uh, here is like no like no pressure and the people are very nice they always like uh, helpful uh, always uh, thankful so I like uh, them very much. Yeah. I found it incredible how much they enjoyed learning our culture as much as they enjoy bringing their culture here for us to learn and explore. But the main question that I had to ask is, do you consider yourself a proud Canadian? I consider myself as a proud Canadian because I remember an incident which I would like to share. I remember I was at work at the midnight in Niagara. Uh, we just opened the door for some ladies and they were Americans and they said you Canadians are so cool. I still remember that feeling. Yes, I do. I just bought my new house last year and I got my citizenship last year as well. Yeah, I'm a Canadian citizen now. Oh yes, of course. I consider myself a proudly uh, proud Canadian because I am going uh, through all my permanent residency process and it's very smooth so so far there's no like uh, uh, ups and downs Canada is full of opportunity for work school as well as starting or raising a family After talking with my Indian colleagues it made me realize how much I took those opportunities for granted I have all these resources like college and work within a 30 minute drive from my house yet they flew to the other side of the world just to have these opportunities So if there's one thing that me and my colleagues from India have in common is that we're all proud Canadians Making that segment was really fun because it was really cool to look at a completely different point of view It really opened my eyes to see how much my colleagues care so much about our country and culture that they not only learned it but embraced it. You know, maybe one day I'll go to India and learn about their country and culture. Seeing how long they've lived in Canada now, I wonder if they've picked up on any Canadian stereotypes. Brendan, you know all about Canadian stereotypes, am I right? Yeah, I do. I know quite a bit about stereotypes. I went on this whole adventure where I basically called up everyone I knew. I was like, "Can you give me a stereotype?" And I got into this phone call with my with a couple of my friends that actually live here in Edmonton, and they just went on forever and just kept going and giving me stereotypes. With Canadian pride comes the stereotypes. Stereotypes have always been a prominent thing in Canadian culture, and stereotypes are kind of just what Canadians have become known for. Oh, a car won't take you there anyway. But if you like, you can take my snowmobile. Really? You just give it to us? Oh, sure. That's what Canadian hospitality is all about. If you like, you can have all my money and my leg. Okay. Stereotypes can be linked back to the early forms of American media, and honestly, a lot of stereotypes that are linked to Canadians are kind of ridiculous. Igloos. Yeah, we live. So we live in igloos. I tried to start my car this morning, and it wouldn't start. And then a piece of ice fell off the roof, and it kind of broke my window. And then I tried to drive away, and I hit the brakes, and I slid and rear-ended and hit somebody in the back. 
and now I have an insurance claim to deal with, and I missed work today because it's too cold. Oh boy, it does not get more Canadian than that, or does it? Besides that, like all we do is drink maple syrup and good timmies. It's important, yeah, coffee. <laughs> you, you like, you like said all the ones I was thinking. <laughs> The more time that my friends Matt and Dylan were given to think about stereotypes, the more stereotypes they actually thought of. Snowshoes. Snowshoes. There's that. Um, hockey. Everyone plays hockey. A. Yeah, Every single hockey. person in Canada. Everyone says A. Yeah, A. Just gonna sneak right past you. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of love for one another in this country. Yeah, uh, saying sorry. Yeah, That's sorry. a big one, sorry. Honestly, I was having a lot of fun talking with Matt and Dylan, and they were giving me a lot of different stereotypes. I think we're, we're all kind of alcoholic. Yeah, we ended up for sure. We're, we've been drinking. <laughs> we've been drinking for a solid like 24 hours. <laughs> that wasn't even a stereotype. Like, that's legitimate. <laughs> so I left my friend through. I left them to their maple syrup and their snowshoes and whatever alcohol they had remaining. Thanks for following me on this whole journey about stereotypes. I didn't know how many stereotypes there actually was until, well, now. Well, Canada has so many different stereotypes. I had a great time talking with my friends. And honestly, one stereotype no one gave me was riding polar bears to work. But, like, that, that's always a favorite of mine. How, how about you, Shaky? What's your favorite kind of Canadian stereotype? Funny enough, it would actually be the polar bear one. Because anytime I talk online and be like, yeah, I'm Canadian, they're just like, oh, do you ride a polar bear or do you ride a moose? Oh, obviously, I ride a polar bear. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> so the Canadian stereotype for sports is that we only live and breathe hockey. But it seems as though people forget that basketball was invented by a Canadian. More about Canadian basketball, we have Coop. Yeah, that's right. I feel like Canadians should be just as passionate about basketball as they are about hockey. Seems like everybody knows about Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid. Did you guys know that Team Canada's national women's team actually trains out of the Savile Centre here in Edmonton? They've been doing that since 2013, and now they're ranked fifth in the world. That's what I mean. Canadians need to pay more attention to Canadian basketball. When it comes to sports in Canada, you can make an argument that lacrosse and curling are historically the sports of record. Realistically, hockey has been the be-all, end-all across our nation. It's still a hockey country. Canadians are proud of what our national men's and women's hockey teams have been able to accomplish and what all of the great players have done, and they have every right to be. But I grew up a basketball fan my whole life, and I think more Canadians need to be proud of the ballers that we got in this country of ours. Congratulations, Steve Nash, 2005-2006 NBA Most Valuable Player. Of course, there's Steve Nash, two-time NBA MVP. Did you know the third greatest NCAA three-point shooter of all time was born and raised here in Edmonton? Did you know that Canada has the second most NBA players out of all countries in the world? Team Canada's national team qualified for the 2019 World Cup, and they've never been ranked higher than they are right now. Also, viewership of NBA games in Canada has doubled on average across all networks since 2012. It's an average of 54% per season. Canada basketball is on the rise, that's all I can say. I wanted to know why basketball has exploded in popularity in our country over the past few years, and also why still even more Canadians should be proud of the game that was invented by a Canadian himself. So I talked to Edmonton's basketball guru, 
former coach, executive director of Basketball Alberta, as well as the creator and host of the Basketball Hour on TSN 1260, Paul Sir. He explained that Canada basketball has already become a real threat on the world stage. I think they'll fare uh, much better than I think people are expecting right now, depending on who is able to play. If Canada gets the best players that can play well together, I think they're going to be a surprise. I think Canada could make some real noise in, in the World Championships coming up and in the Olympics in 2020. When the Toronto Raptors, Canada's only NBA team in the league, arrived back in 1995, it felt like somewhat of an introduction to basketball for Canadians. Ever since then, basketball has continued to grow at a rapid pace. How exactly did it happen? It's a long story of, I think, a bunch of baby steps with a couple of real important figures that have just, I think, inspired youth. And then it takes on critical mass and a life all of its own that's led us to this point. Honestly, Vince. And here is Vince Carter with his first stop. And Tracy McGrady and Chris Bosh. And as the Raptors grew in popularity and Steve Nash's MVP for two years, something just sparked the interest that more and more talented athletes had more and more opportunities. And the cream always rises to the top. If you're talented and you're good, Canada's no longer a secret like it used to be. If there's anything that you take from this, say you should support your local basketball teams, make sure to tune in and cheer on the national teams. And if you're a basketball fan like me, I do like them, <laughs> The more and more people are aware of it than ever. And uh, I think, you know, we just have to keep fighting the good fight and getting the word out there. And I think the game's exciting and dynamic with its Canadian roots and Dr. Naismith embedding it. We're positioning ourselves as a sport to give hockey and soccer a run for its money for youth participation in the development of high-level athletes. I had a great time talking with Paul, sir. We actually chatted for quite a while just about all things basketball. You know, he does a lot for basketball in Canada, but especially here in Alberta. Um, you know, Canada has a huge crop of talented athletes in the basketball world, but also just in sports in general. Do you guys have any favorite Canadian athletes? Uh, I would probably have to be the one that says Connor McDavid. You know, he's just a very fun player to watch, like really fast. He makes any defenseman and goalie look like a fool. Oh, yeah. For and me, then I would have to go with uh, with Gretzky, definitely, because he's, he's just a legend. Like, he, he really is what Edmonton is, you know? Yeah, Gretzky, McDavid, legends, Crosby, obviously a legend. For me, Bat being a basketball fan, Steve Nash is my guy, and uh, Vince Carter, who I consider an honorary Canadian. Very good picks, for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely good picks. Anyway, that's all we have for the Canadian Pride Week feed. Have a good one, eh? If you just missed the feed, you can hear it again on Enter 92 Sunday night at 7.30 or find it on Enter 92 SoundCloud page. You aren't going to say goodbye. It's never goodbye.